The reading is from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 46. Mary's song. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich empty away. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. This is the word of the Lord. Yay, wow, wonderful. Good news, fabulous, fantastic, just amazing. Thank heaven. Excitement. What's the excitement about? Well, before we get to that, let's pray. Father God, you are a great God, a loving Father, holy, kind, and caring. Thank you for revealing yourself to us, for sending Jesus to be our Savior, and for giving us your word to teach us and to lead us. Teach us again this morning, we pray that we might know you better, love you more, and praise you from our hearts. Amen. Amen. Keep your Bible open if you've got it open. Perhaps Lucia will stick verses up on the screen as we go along. I don't know. Um, But uh, there we are. People get excited about all sorts of things. Football matches, all kinds of things. Something has happened and it stirs within us something and, uh, and we get genuine responses to what's happened. My expressions of excitement a few moments ago are genuine responses taken directly from the text. Somebody has had a new knee and it's good. <laughs> For those of us who don't know why anybody else is laughing, my wife has just had a new knee. There we are. But Mary is excited. Mary is excited. Verse 46, 47. And Mary said, my soul magnifies, glorifies, exalts, praises, lifts up. Depends which version of the Bible you're using. My soul magnifies and praises the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She is excited and she chooses to express it. Why are we here 
today. Why have we come? We've probably come for a bunch of different reasons. We turned up because we thought we ought to because we're preaching this morning. <laughs> or leading, or playing the band, or making the coffee, or welcoming at the door, or we need to see somebody urgently. But perhaps primarily, hopefully primarily, we come this morning to worship, to exalt, to praise and glorify our God for what he has done. And our response to that will depend very much on what we believe about him. What we think about him. Mary glorifies and rejoices because, as she says in those two verses, 46 and 47, because she knows him to be my Lord, my God, my Savior. That's her relationship to him. Do we have such a relationship with him as well? We come this morning ostensibly to worship, to praise, and to do things. Who do we believe in? What do we believe about him? What do we know and understand that this God is? Who he is, what he has done, and what his promises? I toyed with the idea this morning of printing you a couple of questions on a piece of paper and giving one to everybody, it proved a step too far in the end. But I would encourage you to make a list. Make a list. Mary makes a list. It's in the verses that we're going to look at. Mary makes a list. She goes on to identify other things that she knows about him in addition to him being Lord God and Saviour. And she identifies who she is in relation to him. Take 40, verse 48, for instance. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. She knows God as someone who is mindful, considerate, if you like, thoughtful, caring, considerate, showing special attention and showing special attention to who? To her, who she describes herself as a servant. Not important, but humble, blessed. All generations will call me blessed. All generations have called Mary blessed for the last 2,000 years, some in different ways to others. What is blessed? Blessed is knowing God's special favor. Mary knows God as mindful, considerate, caring, and bestowing favor. Verse 49, For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Mary knows God as mighty. Our God is so big, so strong, and so mighty, sometimes we sing. And he's active. He has done great things. And he's holy. He's holy. He's pure, he's other to us, he is the standard by which right and wrong is set, he is holy, and he is known by name. He's a personal God. Do we know our God by name in that intimate kind of way? Verse 50, 
His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. God, Mary says, is merciful. What is mercy? Mercy is giving people what they don't deserve, of not giving them what they do deserve. Mercy is always undeserved. And it goes on from generation to generation. It's an everlasting mercy that God offers us. And who does God offer his mercy to? He offers it to those who are fearing him. That may well be, in some cases, a craven kind of fear when we realize that God is holy and that we are not. But it's also a reverencing, a respecting, a worshipping, an awe kind of fear. God is merciful to those who reverence and respect and hold him in awe. Verse 51, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. Once again, Mary says that God is mighty and strong. His arm suggests that he's personally involved. He's not a distant God. And we've already seen that she describes herself as humble and that God is mindful of them. Now we see the opposite. God scatters the proud. He's against those who think of themselves too highly. Verse 52. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. God is one who sets up and brings down. He is the ultimate authority who allocates authority to other people, even to governments as well as individuals. And he can bring people down as well. Your Bible reading will show you many examples of that. 53, he has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. This God that Mary boasts about is a God who supplies need, who gives good gifts, who rejects the self-sufficient. He is a good God in all that he does. Verse 54, 55, he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. God that Mary worships helps. He helps individuals. He helps nations, not least his chosen nation Israel, by being merciful and keeping his promises. Don't miss the word forever. In that verse, if you're looking for a word that you might want to do a word study on, if you've got one of those Bibles where you can look up the words and where they all occur, can I suggest that forever is a good one to start with? You'll discover the things, the promises that God has made to whom and about what that are forever, forever, forever. Mary creates a comprehensive list. My soul magnifies, my spirit rejoices in a God, a Lord, a Savior who's mindful, mighty, active, holy, merciful, awesome, exalts and debases, provides, cares, helps on an everlasting basis because he keeps his promises. Let's just highlight maybe three of these. God is mighty. He is the creator, 
he can do anything. So when Mary asks the angel, well, how can this be that I'm going to have a baby? Because I'm a virgin. I don't have a husband. Gabriel mentions the power of the Most High will overshadow you. As Jesus said 30, 35 years later when he was grown up on several occasions, there's nothing that God cannot do. He's holy too. We mentioned it already. Not just an impersonal force, not just a silent idol, not just distant. He is other than we are, but he is good and loving and caring and understanding, and he sets the standard by which he wants his people to live, a standard which we very often don't come up against. And then, thankfully, he's merciful. Merciful to those who fear him and reverence him. We need his mercy. I need his mercy. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Bible teaches us. The godless have no fear of God. But mercy is why Jesus came. Why Jesus came as a baby to begin a life that would ultimately settle on his death that would show us the mercy of God. To pay the price for our sin and reconcile us to the God who loves, who cares, who provides, who helps, who keeps his promises. How does Mary know about this God? Well, actually, in exactly the same way that you and I can. Listen, if you will, to this version of Mary's song. I will glorify in the Lord. I will delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. Though the Lord is exalted, he looks kindly on the lowly. You who have done, you have done great things, God. Holy and awesome is your name. Showing love to a thousand generations of those who love his commandments. He has done marvelous things. He rules with a mighty arm. He shatters the mighty and sets up others in their place. He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations. It sounds quite like Mary's song. And yet, I found every one of those things in the Old Testament verses, in Exodus, Chronicles, Psalms, Job, Isaiah, Habakkuk. How does Mary know this God so intimately in all that he does? Because she is a lady who knows her Bible. She would have had her education in knowing the scriptures, probably learned a lot of it by heart, had it spoken about and read in uh, the synagogue on the Sabbath. Mary knows her Bible, and you and I can know it too. What do we know? What do we believe? What do we trust about who God is and what he's done? We read it in our Bibles. God's word to us. 
2,000 years later, as well as to Mary. God's word that teaches, inspires, guides, comforts, leads us, if we will, to magnify, exalt, glorify the one who cares and welcomes us. Mary is excited. The Saviour is coming for her. He will come again for us. Will we be excited when he does? Do we know him? No longer the baby of Bethlehem, but our Saviour too, that we celebrate with bread and wine. Will we take the time to know him more? Let's pray for a moment. Lord Jesus, thank you that you came as a baby to be our saviour now. We thank you, those of us who know you or have known you for some time, for all that you mean to us. We praise you for your love. We pray for those amongst us who don't know you yet. Lord, reveal yourself to them in a special way that they may come to know you too. Lead us and guide us as we continue our life glorifying and praising you. In your name we ask it. Amen. Amen.